way I like to think of it is like, this is the sandbox in which we get to play. And it's a big sandbox, right? But the rules of story gives us boundaries to say within the sandbox, this is all the things we get to say. And that helps us stay focused on our message. And the big key is in this story, and, and the big mistake a lot of companies make is they try to tell their own story. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Everybody Brands Podcast, where we know that when you have clarity about your brand and for your business, so do your customers. The Everybody Brands Podcast gives you insight into branding and brand strategy that helps you focus on your customers and empowers you to outmaneuver your competition so you can achieve your company goals and grow your business. This is Brian Soy, and I would like you to just take a moment and celebrate with me. This is a special time for me this week because it's the anniversary of my fifth year as a StoryBrand Certified Guide. I decided to become a StoryBrand Certified Guide in late 2017, and it's made a huge difference, not only for Aspire, my brand and marketing agency, but especially for our client's success. At Aspire, every year we work with a small number of clients at a very high level to design and implement brand strategy that helps companies outmaneuver their competition. StoryBrand helps us position the companies who choose to work with us as the guide in their customer story to create meaning that aligns with their buying tribe's aspirational identity and become the catalyst for the customer's growth and success. At a time when so many people struggle to create marketing that works, I've learned that CEOs and brand owners' deeper challenge, actually their deepest challenge, is to create meaning that invites people to join their brand. We know that when your brand strategy, brand messaging, and brand voice all work together internally for your company and externally for your customer interactions, your team is more engaged, your customers buy more, and of course, growth follows. StoryBrand is transformational for Aspire and the clients we serve. So I'm grateful for Dr. Peterson, for JJ, who joins me for a conversation about brand, story, and how to make the focus of your marketing about your customer and their journey. All right. Sounds good. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to the Everybody Brands podcast. I'm Brian Soy, and today I'm really delighted to have my guest, Dr. JJ Peterson from StoryBrand. JJ is the chief of teaching and facilitation at StoryBrand, and he's the host of a, a really fun and interesting podcast called Marketing Made Simple. And he's also the co-author of the book, Marketing Made Simple, a step-by-step StoryBrand guide for any business. Dr. Peterson, JJ, welcome to the Everybody Brands podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's great. I, actually, I just listened to the podcast yesterday and all these great stories of success that uh, people were calling in on yeah. and sharing. Yeah. So, we, we decided that for thank, our Thanksgiving episode, we wanted to have like people call in and, and share their success stories of how they have used narrative strategy to change their marketing and then what that ended up bringing to their business. And it was so fun to just kind of celebrate with everybody just the successes they'd seen by implementing narrative strategy and story into their marketing. I, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. And, you know, and, and you and, and um, you, you make it fun. <laughs> so you and April Sunshine make it really fun. Yeah. Um, 
my art director and I were talking about how, how fun you make it. I'm like, yeah, this is the serious podcast. So I had to have something <laughs> to make it more fun. <laughs> well, with a co-host with a name like April Sunshine, it's hard not to be fun. That's right. That's right. So, you know, so you, you, I just, you know, just want to have this conversation about narrative and storytelling yeah. and narrative branding and just this whole word narrative, though, is one that we use inside our bottle. Um, although we hear a lot of it in the media today is like the narrative, but, you know, I think a lot of business owners understand what storytelling is, but what's the difference between narrative and storytelling? You know, I, I think at its core, there isn't a difference between narrative and storytelling, but I think people misunderstand when they hear the word storytelling, they think I have to be a good storyteller in the sense of that I have to tell these kind of big outlandish stories of people's success in our, uh, that have used our brand or, you know, like uh, that one in a million story that really pulls at people's heartstrings. So they think storytelling is about finding this like super exciting, crazy story that will get move people to action, you know, and because their hearts are heartstrings are tugged or you've cast a vision for what life can be like, like, oh, there's this one person who essentially won the lottery and done it. And you use this one. So you're looking for that one quote unquote great story to tell. But the reality is the reason why those stories work so well is because they follow a narrative structure. They follow the rules of story in a very powerful, powerful way that invites people to engage in that story and be excited about that story. So everybody thinks, well, I have to find that one special story or I have to be a really good storyteller. But the reality is in narrative, in story, there are rules to story. And when you understand the rules of story and you apply those rules of story to everything you do, your marketing, your testimonies, your videos, your commercials, your billboards, everything, when you apply those rules, that story can actually have the same impact on people's brains and have the same type of engagement as the, that powerful one-off story that you're looking for that is going to change people's lives. So in reality, I don't think there is a big difference between narrative structure and good storytelling, but most people don't understand that when you understand narrative structure, you become a good storyteller in everything that you do. Oh, that's good. That's good. So that's why it's important to understand um, these rules that you mentioned. Yep. Although when I hear the word, when I hear somebody say there's rules, I'm thinking, oh, I need to be able to break those rules. <laughs> <laughs> just because that's the way I'm wired, but yeah, yeah, but really quick, what are what are those rules? Because you know, um, the one thing I find, you know, even as a as a story brand guide myself, um, and having done this for 35 years um, in my business, um, people don't, you know, they're not familiar with with what these rules are, and they're they're not complicated. They're not, no. And, you know, if you were writing a screenplay or creating a movie or a book, there's a, a, there's a lot more rules to it in the long term. But in its most basic structure, 
there are really seven elements of a good story. What you, the question is, what makes a good story? What are the rules that makes a good story? And so you have to understand there really are seven things in every story you've ever heard that make it a good story. And the reason why those exist in all these stories is because stories really help us make sense of information, right? They take all of these facts and ideas and all of this information that's just kind of floating out there and puts it in a structure that makes sense in our brain, right? It kind of puts it in logical order that actually makes sense. A story is really a sense-making device. So it forces you to formulate kind of a path of understanding of all the information that you have. So if you think about it, any good movie or story, like there's just all of this information that could be told randomly and weird orders and not make a lot of sense. But when they, but what they actually have done is they've put it into a structure that our brains can naturally follow. And so there are, in the most basic form, there's really seven good elements of every story. Every story has these seven things. There is a hero, or, you know, maybe a group protagonist, but there's really a hero that wants something. That's the first thing. And every, every movie you or story, you have to understand very early on what that hero wants, and it needs to be one thing. It can't be 50 things. It has to be one thing, because our brain cannot connect with the 50 different things. It has to be organized and structured. So there's one thing the hero wants. <clears throat> then the hero encounters a problem. That's the second thing. And that's when the story gets good. If there is no problem, there is no story, right? If the hero just sits on the couch all day and has, uh, or goes for picnics, it's not a good movie, you know? Sure. And so the hero has to encounter a problem that gets in the way of what they want. Then the hero has to meet a guide. We know just kind of instinctually that the hero can't overcome the problem on their own. So the hero meets a guide and, you know, that is, you'll see a guide in every kind of movie like Frodo in Lord of the Rings has Gandalf, Luke Skywalker has Yoda, um, you know, Katniss in Hunger Games has Haymitch. You know, they all have a guide that helps them win. Then <clears throat> that guide gives them a plan. There's a specific plan. You'll, you'll hear that phrase in almost every movie that you watch, what's the plan or here's the plan, right? Because it shows that no matter how crazy the problem is, if you have a plan, there's a way forward. Then there's a moment that the hero is called to action. They have to either be in or out. They have to either destroy the bomb or they have to run away from the bomb, right? Like there's this moment that the hero is called to action. And then we as the audience know that there are stakes in the story. So we know what a happy ending can look like, a happily ever after vision of life can be. And we also know what's at stake if they, they fail, that everybody could die and everybody's miserable, right? So we know success and failure. So those are really the seven elements. A character who wants something, who encounters a problem, who meets a guide, who gives them a plan that calls them to action, that leads to either success or failure. Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you for explaining that it's so simply and clearly. Um, and, and, you know, it's using those elements, then it's how we, I mean, it's basically, it's how we invite customers to go on a journey with us or people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So kind of <clears throat> backing up a little bit is, you know, most people are in 
obviously you're in business to make money, right? Yeah. <laughs> to, and you want more customers. If not, it would just be a hobby, right? <laughs> right? If it's like, oh, I'm, I make I make picture frames and I give them to friends. Well, that's a hobby. But if you make picture frames and want to make money off and want to create a business, you need to make money, right? And you, in order to do that, you need to get more customers and invite more people in to do business with you. And so you want to influence and impact people's decision-making abilities and let them know what products or service that you offer that probably fit a need that they have and do it in such a clear and quick way that they can engage more effectively, right? So you want to grow your business by communicating more effectively to a wide audience. Well, the research shows that the best way to influence people's minds and action is through story. And it's actually helping people experience what's called narrative transportation. So I'm going to get a little nerdy here for a second on this. Love it. And so narrative transportation is the idea that you as an audience put yourself in the story you actually a good story actually allows you to transport yourself into the story so if you've ever been in a movie and you've jumped or you've been in a movie and cried you've experienced narrative transportation you actually are experiencing the emotions of the characters or you're putting yourself in that story or if you've read a book and, and said the words, I got lost in a book, you know, that's narrative transportation. There were, there was one time, um, I mean, I remember reading books and being so into the book that I actually like ended up praying, found myself praying for the main characters in a fictional book, right? <laughs> like I would be praying and I'd be like, dear God, please protect them in the plane. I know that they're really struggling. And it'd be like, oh my gosh, this is too far. This is too far. I need to go outside. Well, that I had experienced narrative transportation. I had literally put myself in the story. Now, the research shows that when you experience a good story, you experience narrative transportation. The better the story, the more you experience narrative transportation. And the more you experience narrative transportation, the more impact or influence that story has on your mind and actions. So the better the story, the more narrative transportation you experience, the more influence that story has. Now, that's we know that in movies and books, like we can be changed by movies and books and stories and people that were around. But the research actually goes even deeper and says that people can experience narrative transportation in marketing. And they can experience it through emails, through websites, and even as little as a tweet, people can actually, in social media, people can experience narrative transportation. Now, the way that they experience narrative transportation is by identifying with the story that's being told. And the story has to be told in such a way that doesn't break the rules. Because if you break the rules of story, people will not experience narrative transportation. And I'll give you an example of like, if you're watching a movie, And you are from like, this happens all the time, say when I lived in LA, I'd be in LA and somebody would land at an airport that I knew was Ontario airport, not Los Angeles, LAX, right? They land at Ontario airport in the movie and they're trying to say it's LAX. And I would go, that's not LAX. 
And then they, the next scene would be them at the beach. And I'm like, no, that airport is two hours away from the beach. There's no way they got, and I start now thinking about the movie and the details of the movie instead of actually being in the movie, right? Because they've broken the rule. One of the rules is called fidelity and coherency. Does this, or two of the rules are fidelity and coherency. Does the story stick together? Does it make sense? Is it linear? And if you break those rules, then I'm not in the movie anymore. I'm thinking about the movie. Before we continue our conversation on the Everybody Brands podcast, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever imagined trying to read a label from the inside of a bottle? It doesn't sound easy, does it? Now, imagine trying to do that with your business. Do you ever wonder if people on the outside of your company think your brand is clear and focused? If so, I want to tell you about the Clarity Credo, 12 principles that can help you align your branding with your business strategy to inspire your team and grow your business. The principles of the Clarity Credo will help you build a brand that people love through purpose, character, culture, and voice. Get a poster of the 12 principles and a year's worth of practices that you can apply to your brand and business when you sign up for the Clarity Credo at claritycredo.com. If you're not making the story flow in a story format, then people don't actually just kind of put their minds at rest and enter into that story. They start thinking about it or they start thinking about other things. They get out of the story and they won't experience narrative transportation. So all that's to say, when you are creating your messaging and your marketing, you need to understand how the rules of story work because that will allow you to invite customers into a beautiful story that they can be a part of, that they can just kind of sit back and relax. They don't have to think about too deeply. They don't have to ask a bunch of questions. They just actually experience narrative transportation and put themselves in the story you're telling. And that way you actually will engage more customers. You will get more people to buy and you'll be able to grow your business. I know that was a kind of a complicated way of getting there for something that I keep saying is very simple, but, <laughs> but really that gives a little bit of background of why, because people want to know why does story matter? Well, it matters because it is actually the most powerful way to influence people's actions and thoughts. Right. Right. And, and one of the things you talked about in there, the idea of coherence and we'll call it continuity is so critical, especially to creating you know, uh, branding for, you know, if you're, if you're, if you own the company, you're doing the branding, but for the customers and, and the consumers who are identifying themselves with the brand through the marketing, they need that continuity. And if, you know, so you're talking about location coherence, but it could be values coherence. So, you know, especially right now, you know, so many brands came out and they wanted to to speak into social issues, but was that the thing they needed to be doing? And did that disrupt the perception of how people perceived them um, by them all of a sudden possibly risking being, being inauthentic or, or trying too hard to be authentic or just trying to be opportunistic? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think there's there's coherency that needs to happen in 
value and in message, right? So if all of a sudden you're out there and you're trying to brand yourself as one type of company and you're using one message, say on your website, and then when you go to create ads or emails, now you're creating a different message in those. And then when, when you talk to somebody in person, you're using different language, you're breaking the coherency and fidelity of story. And so you're not having a clear and focused message that people can then connect with as a brand and see themselves a part of. Yeah, ex- exactly. I like, I like to frame it as, you know, we, have, we all have one voice, but we can have many messages or many stories using that same voice. And in a sense, the narrative is for us a story frame. It's like, these are the boundaries. Yes. These are not only the boundaries for our brand. These are the boundaries we want the, the, you know, the, our, our, the brand owners, the customers to work within as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I think it's important to understand these distinctions. Well, it helps you have, when you understand it, it does that. The way I like to think of it is like, this is the sandbox in which we get to play. And it's a big sandbox, right? But the rules of story gives us boundaries to say within the sandbox, this is all the things we get to say. And that helps us stay focused on our message. And the big key is in this story, and, and the big mistake a lot of companies make is they try to tell their own story right? They try to tell their story. The reality is your brand story is not your story. Your brand story needs to be about your customer story. And here's why. Each of us every day wakes up as the hero of our own story, right? Like I woke up this morning and there was things I needed to accomplish. There was stuff that was getting in my way. I had goals that I wanted to achieve. And I am the hero of my own story. Well, if a brand comes along and then positions themselves as the hero of their story, and I'm the hero of my story, now we're in competing stories that ultimately one of us has to win and one of us has to lose, right? So either I have to get a great deal from you and rip you off, feel like I'm, you know, negotiating a better price so I get more value, or you have to stand firm and I feel like I'm getting ripped off. So you win and I lose or I win and you lose. But the reality is, if you position yourself as the guide in your customer story, so make your entire brand narrative about your customer journey, then what you're doing is you are positioning yourself in your customer story and saying, look, I know using the story framework, I know what you want. I know the problems you're experiencing. I'm the guide that can help you win the day. And here's why. And then here's my plan for you to win. Here's the call to action that is going to get you the win. And here is what the vision I'm going to cast for you, what life can look like if if you engage in my product. So here's the happy ending. And here's what happens if you don't. You're going to continue experiencing your problems and pain. And that's it. That's the entire framework and the entire story is you're just all of your marketing and messaging speaks to those things. It's very clear about what your customer wants. They are the hero. So what does the hero want? It talks specifically about the problems they're experiencing, then positioning your brand as the people who can solve those problems because you understand their problems. You've helped other people with their problems. That's how you position yourself as the guide. Then you show them there's a clear plan for them to move forward, a clear call to action and a casting vision of success. That's what your brand story needs to be about. Keep it simple. 
keep it clear, keep it coherent. Right. And there's, and there's two aspects in there. So when we talk about positioning, you know, we can use this to position our brand as the guy, but we really need to spend the majority of our time focusing on positioning the customer. Yes. Because we want the customers to think of our brands in a certain way. So we do that through story, but at the same time, our brands and the, and, and, you know, our employees, the frontline employees, leadership all need to think of the customers a certain way so that when we talk to them, we're talking in their language, we're speaking their language, we're using words that resonate with them, um, you know, to, I like to say, to speak to their heart and mind. Yeah, yep, exactly. And so here, here would just be kind of one very practical tip I will give everybody here, all the listeners, is a way to kind of shift the, a quick way to shift the story from being about your brand to being about your customer's brand is this. Anytime somebody asks you what you do, don't respond by telling them what you do. And here's, here's what I mean by that. So if somebody asks me, JJ, what does story brand do? The way to make the story about me is I would say, we help companies create clear messaging using story, or I'm a marketer, I'm a marketing consultant, you know, something like that. That's my story. But the way to make it about it, the, my customer story is to answer that question differently. So they say, JJ, what, what does story brand do? And I would say, most companies really struggle to tell a clear story in their marketing and messaging because they're just so close to it that they have a hard time explaining what they do in a way that invites customers to do business with them. All I did there is I started with my customer's story. So if I'm a marketing consultant, I want to work with companies who struggle to tell a clear message and invite customers into a beautiful story. Those are my clients. That's the people I want to work with because I help them overcome that. So instead of just saying I'm a marketing consultant, I start, I shift the narrative. I shift the narrative away from me and being about my customer. So I, instead of, so that's just for everybody here. When you're listening to this, what you want to start by doing is think about what problem do you solve for your customer then and identify that and just say like you know let's say you are a mattress brand and a mattress store you know you say a lot of people get overwhelmed when they walk into a mattress store because i just did it again sorry so let's say you are a mattress brand or a mattress store and instead of just saying we sell mattresses, what you want to say is a lot of people walk into a mattress store and they're overwhelmed by all the choices and they don't know how to get a good night's sleep. So there, I'm starting with their story, my customer story. Then, then you explain what you do because now you're positioning yourself as a guide. So now you say, this is your story. You, under, you are looking for overwhelmed by picking out mattresses and knowing how to get a good night's sleep. So what we've done at Mattress, Mattress, Mattress is we help people, we've developed a system to help people pick their perfect mattress so that they get a great night's sleep at a great price. So what I did is now I position myself in the middle of the story as the one who can help people get their happy ending, right? So I start with the problem my customer is experiencing, then I identify the solution that I've come up with. And then talk about how they have a happy ending after they've experienced my solution. Problem, solution, success. That's a very quick way 
of shifting the narrative of, from being about your brand and your story to being about your customer's story. And it's, and it's a very effective tool. I mean, often when we're, when we're working with a client like this, that's one of the first things we actually start with is creating just this simple problem solution resolution paragraph. Um, and, and just actually the model you just shared, I wrote yesterday for a client that sells oh, yeah. a, yeah, they sell, I mean, I can't talk about what they sell yet, but it's, it's a, a component system that's so complicated for, for most people. Like they think they can buy an off the shelf manufacturing piece of equipment, but what they really need is a custom one, but they're overwhelmed by just the hundreds of choices they can make. So the, this company comes along and says, talk with our experts. We'll guide you to design the right system, the perfect solution at the right price. And I mean, it's, it's like we could have swapped words in and out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's very effective. And that's how simple it needs to be because, yeah. you know, when we're trying to sell, no matter what type of business we're in, our c- customers are always super busy. Our clients are busy. Um, they want to get in, get it done and go home. And then, you know, experience the transformation they got from buying what they wanted. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people when they, for me, when I discovered this framework, it was it was such a relief, to be honest, <laughs> because I think a lot of times when you're working in marketing, you feel like you have to be impressive, right? Like the whole goal is to make your customers be impressed with who you are and what you offer. But that's actually not the goal of marketing. The goal of marketing is not to be impressive. It's to be understood. It's to be interesting. And it's ultimately really to inspire action. And so if you can create a clear message that allows you to be understood, that allows you to be interesting and kind of thought provoking and allows you to inspire action, then you're going to be impressive. That's the reality. Like people will remember you, remember what you offer, remember what you do for them. And in order to do those three things, be understood, be interesting, and inspire action, you want to follow a framework that organizes all the information about all the things that are in your company, the features and the benefits and how long you've been around and all that in a way that makes sense for the customer, that puts them at the center of the story, makes them the hero of the story, and then positions your brand as the guide along their hero's journey path right? You are positioning yourself on a story they are already living. And that way, then they see you as the person that can help them overcome their problems and win the day. Before we wrap up this episode, I want you to think about the things that stand in the way of achieving your business goals. For many leaders, it's complexity, uncertainty, and the challenge of getting their vision out of their head and into action so their team and business can thrive. The one thing I know business leaders seek is clarity for their brand, message, and business strategy. I understand how frustrating it is when your business isn't growing or your marketing doesn't produce the results you expect. Instead of wasting money on marketing that doesn't work, the fastest way to grow your business is to define your focus and create a clear message about it with the StoryBrand framework. Since I became a StoryBrand certified guide, I've helped dozens of leaders unify sales teams and grow their business with clear messaging that helps customers understand how brands help them overcome a problem or achieve a goal. 
StoryBrand is a proven model that helps teams and leaders communicate with clarity, connect with customers, and grow their sales. It's a sure way to get everyone on your team to speak in one voice with a clear and consistent message. So if you need help defining your focus and creating a clear message so your marketing starts to produce, contact Aspire at aspire.com slash storybrand so you can stop wasting money, find the clarity you need, and get your business growing. Right. Because at that point, when you've done that and the customer has identified themselves as as being your brand is being part of their identity. Yep. They've taken the meat, they, they've added meaning to your brand on their behalf and the connection is even deeper. So then it moves beyond um, what you shared to trust and loyalty because they want to retain that for themselves. Yes, um, for sure. And there's so many, you know, there's so many deeper things we could go into here, like, you know, out of like the, you know, the value that people derive, like from the Bain value pyramid or similar to Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, to what we call mind state marketing, where we're looking at, you know, what are their motivations and their buying approach? And how can we use this messaging to uh, amplify their decision-making triggers? I mean, this is, it's, it's so very powerful and and it's, uh, and it's, and it's just fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it because um, it's creative. It's very creative and fun, but it also, again, it gives boundaries to the creativity, right? Because, you know, when you go, you're a marketer and you go, well, let's make a video about our brand. Well, that can go 5 million different directions, right? Do we make it funny? Do we make it serious? Do we make it um, at the beach? Do we make it at the mountains? Like you can go 500 different ways. Mm -hmm. You just go, we'll make a good video or make a good commercial, or make a, write a good email, right? Well, that can go 500 different directions, and it feels very overwhelming, and you, it often feels like you're throwing spaghetti at a wall. You're just, like, guessing at what's going to stick. Well, when you understand how our minds work, how we really do position ourselves as the hero in our own story, and what we're looking for to help us in that journey every day, and then as a brand, you can tap into that story and be a part of that story. It, it just makes creating all of your marketing easy and it works. I mean, just very simply, <laughs> it, it makes it easy to create and it, and it actually works. Right. And it really does. And it doesn't overwhelm a business owner that you might be working with, or, you know, we, we work with, you know, companies of anywhere from one person up to, you know, multi-billion dollar corporations. And when we present this idea is like, look, let's just start with these five elements. You know, you've got all these channels and things, but we've set the framework up. We've set the boundaries up. This way, your entire team is speaking with one voice yeah. through these messages. They just start to feel a sense of freedom because they don't feel that weight of having to you know, invent something clever or new that could possibly confuse people. Yeah. One of the things we say at StoryBrand is, don't be cute and clever, be clear. Clarity is going to win the day all the time because if you confuse your customers by being clever or cute, you're going to lose. You know, clarity will always win in the marketplace. If your competitor down the road from you has an inferior product but is communicating more clearly than you to your, to your customers, they're going to beat you in the marketplace every time. Clarity will win over cute and clever, and especially in the long run. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We've been a proponent of clarity for almost three decades now. And, and like you said, like when you discovered the framework, how liberating it was, it was the same for us. Um, you know, we needed a tool to help us tell better stories. And, and in the, so I'm coming up on my fifth year, start my fifth year as a guide, you know, it is just open doors for us for so many different types of projects and opportunities. And it's just made it simpler. Yeah. I love it. And it never gets old to me. Um, You know, I love seeing, love seeing like the elements in movies and books and then also in commercials and in billboards and in social media, I go, Oh, this works. And this is why it works or this doesn't work. And this is why it doesn't work because I can immediately see where they're breaking the rules of story and what they could just shift just a little bit and be so much stronger. So it makes it really, really fun to just kind of, you know, one of the jokes we make is that when you go through the story brand framework, that it ruins movies for you. Um, Because we tell you kind of like the movies are all formulaic. They're all the same and you're going to know what happens in a movie. And yet for me, it actually makes it more exciting and more fun because uh, it, it adds a depth to storytelling that I never understood before. Sure. Well, and you can use it to, you know, reverse engineer stories that we've heard millions of times as well. Um, and, you know, and then actually within the, within the past two years, we've worked with an author and she had a, I think it's a 13, 12 chapter book. We, we used the framework to help her understand what was happening within each chapter and then the whole entire arc of the book because there were multiple characters and a different hero in each chapter and a different guide in each chapter, but yet there, there was a bigger guide and hero throughout the book. Yeah. Yeah, it applies to everything. Um, you know, we, I've worked with nonprofits, you know, small nonprofits all the way to huge nonprofits, and it's helped Uh, improve their fundraising, worked with speakers and writers. And like you said, you know, uh, small companies, that's like one person baking cakes all the way up to, you know, multinational corporations. And, and um, it's just fun. And, And why it's also just exciting for me to be a part of this work is because, like I said, I, I struggled when I first got into marketing and I first started doing marketing, you know, I was a kid just out of college and I was uh, the head of marketing, the, the PR director and marketing director for uh, internet for, at the time, the largest short-term missions organization in the world. So I'm 22 years old, just out of college, and they're asking me to rebrand the organization and recreate a, and rebrand the website and write fundraising emails. And all of this stuff, what we did was we helped, you know, people in Mexico, families stay together basically by building them homes. So because we found that people were giving away their kids to orphanages because they couldn't keep them safe and healthy because they were homeless. And so to keep families together, we were building homes and building schools and working in the slums on the border cities of Mexico and the United States. And, um, and, and so literally I'm talking to people who like, if they had to, if they didn't have a home, and they went through a rainy season, their children were getting pneumonia and dying. So this was a life or death situation. And here I am knowing that the words that I'm writing could make a difference in a child making it through a rainy season. And 
the pressure of that, you know, it just felt so heavy on my shoulders and I wanted to do it right. And I was just guessing at a lot of things. And we, you know, we did well, we, 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 cause we had great stories to pull from, you know, this is what you're talking about. What we started this whole conversation with is, was there these amazing stories of people's lives that were transformed by getting a house? Yes. And I could pull from those stories to inspire people and put tug on heartstrings, but we didn't have a strong brand story, one overall that was consistent. It was all over the place. And I ended up then about 20 years later, after I discovered the story brand framework, going back to that organization and teaching them how to use this narrative framework. And they had been in, um, you know, in the nonprofit space for 25 years, 30 years at that point. And they were able to radically change the way that they approached fundraising and inviting people to participate in life-changing work because of this. So it was a very full circle moment for me of where I started out just guessing how to invite people into a beautiful story to then 30, 20, 20 years later, coming back and working with that same organization going, you're great storytellers, but let me tell you how to tell a great story about your brand and make a cohesive narrative that actually is going to make a difference. And, and it did, um, you know, I'm still in touch with the presidents and founders of the organization and they write me all the time and talk about the difference that it's made and how it even helped them get through the, um, the COVID pandemic when they weren't taking people down to Mexico physically, they were still able to provide homes for families. So pretty powerful Ooh. stuff. Yeah. Can you share the name of the, or the website just so we can um, put that Yes. Uh, it's amore.org. So amore ministries. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. Cause I think it would be helpful for people to, see, you know, just to go and look at, at, you know, practical example of what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I can attest too. We're, we worked with a, uh, a client actually um, who we talked about on the podcast, they wanted to do a cause marketing campaign, which is going on right now to raise money for uh, a children's hospital up here. And as we've been talking, he just sent a text and looks like we're close to $3,000 out of a $10,000 goal. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, and the language is all around, like, you know, the transformation that the, you know, the audience that we're trying to reach would, would help achieve in their own life, but also being part of a solution to help children live healthier lives. I love so, it. I love it. Yeah. So, hey, JJ, this has been great. I, I know we could go on for hours. And <laughs> <laughs> but I know you're really busy at StoryBrand. Um, what are, you know, what are some ways people can stay in touch with you um, so they can include those with our show notes and, and, and reach out to you? Um, yeah, on, you know, on social media, I'm uh, Dr. JJ Peterson on Instagram and Twitter. And then also, you know, we have story brand um, on um, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And that's kind of one way to just kind of follow along, especially in the uh, and Instagram, we offer a lot of just kind of tips and tricks on narrative marketing and keeping a creating a clear message. So follow story brand and um, you'll get a ton of kind of more information along the, these lines. And if people are interested in going through the framework themselves, um, they can actually go to storybrand.com and learn about when we offer kind of workshops that actually take companies through this process, coaching them, helping them create clear messaging that will engage more customers. 
Oh, fantastic. And I will make sure we include those links in, in the show notes so people have access to them. And I've been through the live stream workshop. Well, I've been through both the live stream, but also the in-person back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Um, And it it is very effective. I do have to tell you, it took me just because I'm inside my own bottle and I have the curse of knowledge. It took me about two years to actually work out for Aspire, how to use this messaging most effectively for us, even though I was applying it immediately with clients and with other, with businesses. Um, and, And now that we have, I have I have people actually say, that's one of the clearest websites I've been to. And as soon as I read it, I knew I had to call you. So it's effective. And I'm just, I'm delighted that, you know. Well, and, the, and so my dissertation was all on narrative transportation and the, uh, in the impact uh, or the influence of narrative marketing on customer engagement and mar- and um, business growth and all of that. And, you know, one of the things you said is actually really true is that, you know, creating a clear brand message is the first step. That's the first part. And then you begin implementing it and seeing how it works. And the research shows that even if you do small changes, so you change the header on your website to be more clear and and have a clear, strong call to action that all comes from the narrative framework, you will see an increase in engagement, you know? And so it feels sometimes like this is overwhelming and it's not. You start with a clear message, create a clear message, and then from there, take small steps forward. Start putting it in your email, start putting it on your website, start changing the way you talk about it and refine it through that process. And you will see engagement go up at all levels. That's at least what the research shows. Yeah, well, no, absolutely. It it is not only in the research and I've, I've read through your dissertation, but it's also you know, there's, there's company after company who says this does work and here's how yeah. we're constantly asking our clients, like we've did, done this, what's changed. And I mean, I'll get an email text from somebody who says, look, we're up. I mean, we've had texts say 45% over last year at this time, Amazing. Amazing. but it, but we have to look at, you know, the marketing aspect of this are the short-term tactical goals we're trying to reach. The brand strategy is the long-term and yes. you can't do them both independently. They have to work together. Yep. So story brand is fantastic for that. Not only the short-term marketing, but also for helping create that coherence and that continuity in the long-term brand strategy that every, every business and brand needs to be focused on. Exactly. Exactly. So JJ, thank you again for joining me today. It's it's a privilege because I look up to you and I admire your work. And you know, again, huge story brand fan. Just not only as a guide, but also just because of the work you do there and the the strength of the organization. So thanks for being part of this podcast today. Well, thanks, Brian. I'm, we're a big fan of you as well. Well, thank you so much. All right. Many people struggle to create customers that build their brand and sustain their business. If this podcast helps you outmaneuver your competition and gain new customers, please open your podcast app and leave a five-star review so more people can discover and listen to the experts and insights we share. Music from this episode is the track Wrong by Dan Hennig, found on youtube.com slash audio library slash music.